We are here to make you money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, Mr. Michaels. Back up the Brinks truck. West Coast Gamblers. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crookston, not in attendance today, but nevertheless, we are the West Coast That's his Gamblers. Excuse. I'm a dad now, too. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Where are you, Schaefer the Sharp? I made the time. I put my son down and I walked my butt out here to my garage in my little studio. And I'm here. I have a kid. He's sleeping. I, he might wake up. I don't know. But here I am. Here I am doing my due diligence. Where are you, Schaefer the Sharp? I'm just kidding. We love you, buddy. We know you got a lot going on. We miss you. Wouldn't even let me get through the intro. We are the West <laughs> Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money and dangles, as you said. This is an episode of first. Not only, not only is it the first episode of the 2022 regular season, not only is it the first episode in a while we won't be having Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson right by our side, but it is also, not only is it the first episode of me, myself, in my new apartment, no longer in the tiny little shoebox studio in Los Feliz, but... It is the first episode, I do believe, that you are recording as a father. It is. That is that is correct. Luca uh, Berenger was born. Luca Berenger, Daniel Antonio was born on May 11th, and uh, Woo! he's he's just a, a bundle of joy. He um he he loves to projectile vomit and uh, be bathed, and uh, he's learning to figure out where his hands are. He loves to sit in his little chair and play with his, his little toy. He's just um you know he he's he's a treat, and uh, now he is fully sleeping from like 10 till. 6. Six, 10 at night till 6 Fantastic. in the morning, which is just huge for his mom and I. So we're ecstatic and we love him to death. And uh, and yeah, but yeah, it's exciting to be back. I've missed being on the show. I've missed talking about football. I'm excited to get back into it. The, you know, buzz is now coming out of training camps. We had the Hall of Fame game between the Jaguars and the Raiders, which nobody really cares about. And especially considering the teams that were involved, um, I really think nobody cared about. But hey, preseason's here. We get to see some of these new rookies. We get to see these guys competing for 53 roster spots. And it's going to be fun, man. It's already it's already heating up and i'm excited to preview the season with you i can't wait today's show is the marry fuck kill edition of the afc one of our favorite shows to do to break down each division we're going to marry a fuck a team and kill a team in each division tell you where our mindset is heading into this season very excited to dive into it but dangles as you said we are in the preseason we have kicked off nfl season and officially that official kickoff happened just a few nights ago, if you're listening to this the day we put it out, hopefully on Thursday, if I get my editing done correctly, Hard Knocks episode one air dangles, the Detroit yes. Lions, Dan Campbell. What did you think about the boys before we head into the AFC? Well, it's fun. I mean, you know, you love when you get to watch a team that's in full rebuild mode. Um, I mean, I think a lot of the things, something that, you know, a lot of people will probably walk away from the show with is, I mean, you know, how do you not root for Dan Campbell? I mean, how do yeah. you not want this guy to win? How do you, and you could see the, the, team is behind him they believe in him they have bought in I was really impressed with the coaching staff he's put together I mean all of these and I you know before before they said it outright on the show I'm looking at some of these interviews with these guys and I'm going these were all really serviceable players serviceable to quite good Aaron Glenn Kelvin Shepard Antoine Randall L Mark Brunel these are guys who all had success 
good success, yeah. sustained Decade success. Runs. Hank Fraley, uh, the offensive line coach, like a long, long career, successful career. So when you're surrounding yourself as a head coach with guys that know how to, Dan Campbell himself, obviously an ex-player, a tight end. When you're surrounding yourself with guys who have done it, I mean, I, th- I think that's huge. Um, you, you saw, you know, we saw Jamal Williams getting emotional in the, in the, the breakdown after one of those training camps. You could see how much he cares, you know, stepping up as a leader on that team. Um, and they look like they're having a good time. It's, 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 it's tough to say with this team what's exactly going to happen, and and obviously, you know, you and I will be rooting for them along with a handful of our friends uh, this year as we may or may not have taken some action on the Detroit Lions to win over six and a half games this year. Um, there is not a football fan I know <laughs> in my life that I have not convinced to take that with me. I am dead set in on that over six and a half. I mean, I had fun with it though. Like it, it, it was a, it was a fun, it was a fun show. This team is gritty. They, they know what they are. And I think that's important. They're not, they, they understand yeah. that they're in rebuild mode. They understand that they have work to do, but they're putting pieces in place. And I don't know how you, you know, you don't feel excited about it. You got a quarterback, Jared Goff, who's been to a Super Bowl. You've got running backs and Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift that complement each other very well. You know, you've got uh, Amon Ross St. Brown had a, having a great year last year. And the addition of Jamison Williams uh, is obviously huge as well. TJ Hawkinson, a very good tight end. And their offensive line, assuming it stays healthy, is serviceable as well. So I think there's a lot to, you know, the defensive side of the ball is a bigger question mark, I think, for very them. Big. And we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens going forward. But I, there's a lot. If I'm a Lions fan, I think, and I know we talk about this every year because you and I are with a lot of Lions fans, but I think really this this year, there is a lot to be excited about. This team believes in I itself, believe so. and they were in yeah. game, the games, they were in games that they lost last year. They were, yeah. they were in them up till the end. It wasn't like they were getting blown out every single week, so I think this team is on the cusp of competence and maybe even competitiveness. I'm looking forward yeah. to the rest of this season, though. It's, it was a good start to the show, and uh, I mean, how do you not love uh, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson dancing to Billie Jean? How do you not love uh, TJ Hawkinson giving a chip block on the number one overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson, or the number two overall pick, number one for Detroit? That was a lot of fun to see. Uh, we'll be talking about the NFC next week. Shafe of the Sharp is coming in. It'll be me and Shafe of the Sharp breaking down the NFC, but now it's time to talk about the AFC, and we're starting with Dangles' division, the AFC East. Marry, fuck, kill, it's coming up next. Dub C to the G. West Coast Gambler. All right, Dangles, it is your division, the New England Patriots division, the AFC East. It's time to marry Fuck Killers division and tell us what's going to happen in the future. You have the lowly Jets, Robert Sala, year two. Uh, Zach Wilson, that dog, year two. A lot of injuries, though. <laughs> Makai Becton going down for the year, not yeah. a great sign. Buffalo Bills seemingly the favorite in this division, but they did lose offensive coordinator Brian Dayball. It's going to be interesting to see how that team adjusts on the offensive side. Miami has Tyree Kill and all these other new parts, a new head coach. A lot of chaos going around with that owner suspended for the first six weeks of the season, but a lot of excitement in camp as well. And then finally, your Patriots, who, uh, as I said, during these offseason podcasts, your offensive coordinator would be Joe Judge. And I was wrong a little bit because Matt Patricia is also somehow in tow. How are you feeling about your Patriots? But let's start off with our Mary Dangles. Are you marrying your Patriots? No, I don't think I can this year. Um, and I'll get, no. to, I'll get to that in, in, in a minute because um, I'll tell you what, this was not a good week of training camp for the New England no. Patriots at no. all. Um, but I don't know how you still don't marry the Buffalo Bills here. I mean, yes, even with Brian Dable gone and the new offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, coming in, I can't imagine this guy is going to come in and s- tell Josh Allen, 
Forget everything you know and everything you learned for the last four years. We're going to do a completely new offense. We're going to do it my way. You're going to have to learn. Like, I just can't see him going in there. I think the more likely scenario is he goes in there and says, hey, Josh, what works for you? Like, what what worked for you? I mean, this was a promotion. They promoted this guy. So he already ostensibly has some knowledge of the kind of offense Brian Dable ran. So we may still see flashes of that in the Bills offense this year. But they're a complete team, Tony Squares. They have everything on both sides of the ball that you look for. And Josh Allen is that dude. He, we know he's that dude. We know he can be a difference maker and break games open. Obviously, I think the run game is the biggest question mark for me on that team, but they're well-suited in every other position to be successful, um, as far as I can tell, going into going into this season. Um, adding, um, who is it, Kair Elam from Florida is their first-round pick, I believe, helping that secondary out. Obviously, missing Trey White last year was tough for them for a good chunk of the season. But I like the Bills here, man. I don't, how, I don't know how you look at this division based on what we know right now and don't feel good about them taking the AFC East title this year. Figuring out who to marry in the AFC East is like if you're living in a small town, like a one road town in the middle of America, right? And you're just living in that town. You got to marry someone from that town. There's really not a lot of great options. You're just stuck with what you got. The Buffalo Bills are going to win this division by default. Almost. I do not think they are world beaters this year. They we're barely world beaters last year. Had a great schedule, but we're only two and four against playoff teams last year. They really struggled against some teams as well. And what worries me the most about this team is, yes, you lost Brian Dayball, but kept all the other parts. But Warren Sharp really pointed out well in his preseason book, which I recommend everyone goes out and gets. Uh, Brian Dayball and Sean McDermott fought a lot in the in the meeting rooms, in the conference rooms, about how this team should attack offensively. Sean McDermott wants to pound the ball down your throat. He wants a hard-hitting, hard-running offense. And Brian Dayball realized that's not what the team was built for. Their offensive line is not good against the rush. All the stats point against it. And so Dayball called all those pass plays early because Josh Allen is a god. And Ken Dorsey, will he have the balls, the cojones, to say, McDermott, I know you're the head coach. I know you're telling me to run the ball in first down. We're going to throw it instead. I'm not sure that he will have the cojones to do that. So I just think it's going to take a step back. A much harder schedule in Buffalo taking a step back I don't know a little bit worrisome however I don't like any other team in this division so you got to marry Buffalo you got to yeah I don't think there's any I don't think there's any question there well why don't we stay with you Tony Squares who are you taking home this is tough too they're all ugly man this is all they're all they're all I I have zero faith in Tua I have zero faith in Tua I love the offense around him Tyreek Hill not my favorite wide receiver but he's produced in every season with Pat Mahomes he's he's an absolute animal when you get him the ball in space Jalen Waddle is one of my favorite young players all the running backs they have you could they have four running backs that could be your starter and be serviceable they're not Mm -hmm. gonna be game breakers but they'll be serviceable the offensive line is really good the defense is really really good Brian Flores got the best out of that team he made them over like play above their standards and I'm not sure the new head coach Mike McDaniel will be able to do the same I'm interested to see it though I'm interested to see what happens. I have no idea how to peg them. And your Patriots, I love Mac Jones. I would adopt Mac Jones. Sure. I, I, and Bill Belichick is is one of my favorite minds. I I, I will toot Bill Belichick. Michael McCorkle, forever. baby, I love him. But I don't know what's going to happen to your team, Dangles. Uh-huh. I think I have to go home, and I ain't going home with the Jets. I think I have to go home with the Dolphins. As much as I don't like Tua, what do you think, Tony Squares? I hate to say it, but I think I have to agree with you. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's and I hate I I, I I which leaves me to kill I'm not killing the New England Patriots because on paper they are a, a better team than the New York Jets right now my kill will end up being the New York Jets but I, I I'm with you Tua has no excuse to be bad 
Um, and yeah. the team is it is it is it is the sexiest out of the remaining options that we have, right? You've got Tyreek Hill, you've got all those running backs, you've got I mean, Jalen Waddle, you've got maybe the fastest on paper wide receiving core that is in the NFL. Period. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, all the other pieces are kind of there, but the first year head coach, Tua in a new offensive system, and Tua being Tua, we haven't seen if he's it yet. And and what we have seen, he kind of ain't it, it seems. Now, how much of that we attribute to, again, the changing in coaches and offensive systems, you know, maybe there is some of that to it. I, I will say this, with how hard the AFC is, I think there's only one playoff team out of this division. I really, truly do. It may um, be. I, I I don't think any of the other teams are threatening. And my kill, as you said, the kill would be the Jets. We don't have to talk long about the Jets. My kill obviously should be the Jets. But I'm going off of expectations here. And still, New England is proud to have the Patriots on their side. They're proud to root for the Patriots. And I am killing the Patriots this year. I do not see them. Last year, we bet they're over on wins. We had Mac Jones, Rookie of the Year. We were high on them. But we saw the faults in that system, a defense that is just another year older and doesn't have a lot of replacement players yep. in that. An offense that is a, an amazingly expensive wide receiver room, yet you would not have any wide receiver on your fantasy team. A running back system that Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson are a lot of fun, but do we know if they can actually be an NFL caliber running back behind an O-line that is not looking good in training camp? No. Mac Jones I love. I love Bill Belichick. I'm killing the New England Patriots. I think this is a really bad year for them, Dangles, and I'm kind of worried. I mean, I don't know if I've. It, it's going to be a. It, it could be a down year for them. And and as we t- the the training reports out of training camp this week were not uh, good at all. Um, the offensive line isn't getting any better. Justin Harans had a couple of bad days in practice. He got into a couple of fights. Our center David Andrews, a veteran of Super Bowl teams, has been getting into it with with players. Um, he he broke the team down the other day in practice and basically told them told told them to get their heads out of their asses because they were playing like shit. Um, and then, of course, you know, we have no idea what's going on, how the offense is going to look w- underneath this, uh, you know, sort of cipher system that Bill Belichick has set up. And look, I think, Joe you know, Judge and Matt Patricia, I, I mean, look, you got a guy, you got a guy who and this was I was, you know, listening to a Patriots podcast earlier today. And, it, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, Patricia's response is like, you know, when he's asked about this, he's like, well, you know, I, I, I come at this from the defensive side of the ball. So I know what they're going to do. You know, that argument, right? Like I, I, I can approach the offense from the defensive side of the ball. And, and then, he, OK, so he's a defensive guy and you've got Bill Belichick, who's also a kind of a defensive guy, although he can coach any position anywhere. I think he's earned that that right to be able to say that. And most people in and the you NFL got Joe world Judge would believe that. And you got idiot. Joe Judge, who was a, a, a special teams coordinator, as the quarterbacks coach, maybe calling plays. I don't know. After he got bounced out of out of uh, uh, New York, so I, I don't know. It's going to be hard, even for the most Patriots of Patriots fan, to yeah. look at this and uh, through rose colored glasses and and really paint it as good because because it is it is troubling. I'm not willing to put them below the New York Jets and kill them until I see proof on the field that the Jets can win with the team that they have. And they did an excellent job in the draft. I will say that their first round was stellar. Adding Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State is huge. And they obviously they got Brees Hall as well, the running back. So they've got a lot to be look forward uh, to. But we don't know what that offensive line is going to look like and if they're going to be able to protect Zach Wilson. And uh, especially yeah, just, with Becton going know, down. With yeah, Becton going I, I down, don't... that's huge. And we saw last year that Zach. Wilson can't 
survive without protection. I don't think the Jets are going to have a better record than the Patriots. I just think the Patriots are going to fall so farther, so much shorter under expectations that I have to kill them. But let's move on to another division that is uh, not the most exciting to talk about. <laughs> let's go to the AFC South. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. The AFC South, another two-horse race. Dangles. We oh. have just at the bottom of the basement, Houston and Jacksonville. Jacksonville, we'll talk about them in a second. And then at the top, you have Tennessee and Indianapolis. Both have holes in their total team, but we got to marry one, fuck one, and kill one. Dangles, AFC South, who are you marrying? Who's taking that divisional crown? I think I got to marry the Colts here. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the addition of Matt Ryan, uh, old, yes. Still a guy who's made the playoffs, who's gone to a Super Bowl, who's won an MVP. Um, I would feel pretty good about my chances compared to last year with with Carson Wentz, where they still were on the cusp of the playoffs, if not for that last last final game meltdown against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're they're going to the playoffs, but instead they didn't, and they have a lot. They got a chip on their shoulder this year, and I think that they're going to remember the guys that were on that team last year. They're going to remember the way that they had to walk off that field that day after Jacksonville trounced them, um, yeah. and and that th- that's going to stick in their craw. You've got the best running back in the NFL. Um, you know a lot of hype around Michael Pittman uh, uh, this year, and a, a pretty solid defense that that's going to keep you in games and give you opportunities to win. I like this team a lot this year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry the Colts. The one problem with the Colts, and it hesitate. I love this team. I told you during our QB breakdown that Matt Ryan was this year's Matt Stafford. He was going to leave Atlanta. We didn't know where he was going to land. So happy he landed in Indy because I think it truly gives Matt Ryan a final chance at a run at a playoff run at a Super Bowl here. Indy is built for it. But already they have injuries to start camp. Shaquille Leonard, formerly Darius Leonard, is going to be missing regular season games with a back injury after go, uh, undergoing surgery here recently. I'm interested to see how that team holds up because you got to have players to play the game and if they start to lose players already it might be tough Matt Ryan is not a spring chicken I think I got to marry Tennessee as much as Mm. I hate them like their regular season record over the past three years is stunning they were the one seed last year like it doesn't make any sense they should not be as good as they are they they had so many injuries their team is a piece of crap they have no wide receivers trading away AJ Brown was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen even though he got a massive new contract I'm just trusting the Derrick Henry offense more than I'm trusting the Jonathan Taylor offense, and I don't know why. Well, I think I'm trusting uh, Tennessee to just come out on top and and be out of the first round of the playoffs again. I'm marrying Tennessee. The offensive line is going to be a huge problem this year because I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the this depth chart right now for the Titans, and I recognize one name, uh, <laughs> and that's to, it's, that's Taylor Lewan who has injury issues. But hey, they add Robert Woods right from the Rams, who's a solid uh, solid receiver. Traylon Burks, their first round pick out of Arkansas. Is obviously getting a lot of uh, a lot of hype he's a big dude and um you know they had austin hooper two months ago i was ready to cast him aside but the more i think about it the more i'm like they've proven me wrong year after year why am I, why am i going against them again I just, like, yeah, Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions in the playoff game and ruined that playoff game the defense also had 27 sacks on joe burrow like this team is good you know what i mean this team is very well built uh, uh, a well well-run organization. Well, I just Ryan assume they're going to win enough games to get there. If Ryan Tannehill has a rough year, you have a nice little prospect working behind him in Malik Willis. I've seen you know a little bit of tape of him out of training camp. The dude can throw the ball. He's throwing some bombs out there. Um, so y- there's there's upside there. You got a mobile guy. You could s- you stretch the field. You know, make the game fun. 
Um, I just can't get. I just can't get there. The 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 Colts. I, I just. I I don't know. I like the Colts this year more than I like the Titans. I'm worried about that uh, that Titans offense and its ability to consistently produce. And we know that Derrick Henry could very well. It, it, would it surprise you, Tony, if by week three we're on this podcast and have a conversation about how Derrick Henry's going to mix miss the next eight games with some sort of lower body injury? Not at yes. all. Yes, yes, it would surprise me because the first time it happened was last year. D- Jonathan Taylor hit that uh, X amount of carries mark where the running back just body explodes the year after. It could happen to Jonathan Taylor too. You know sure. what I mean? Well, like, that's what I'm saying. And I, but I but they never those backs don't ever really recover after that eh, a, after that. Der- Derrick Henry so. is Derrick Henry's not one of those backs. Derrick Henry is literally the Hulk. I hope I'm wrong <laughs> because a, you know I love Coach Rabel. I want to see him succeed. I just I feel better about the Colts this year. I don't know what it is. I'll tell you who I'm fucking just because I don't think we're going to talk about that much in this episode is uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I really like the Doug Peterson hiring. I'm really into Trevor Lawrence year two. They the team has a lot of holes. I just think James yeah, Robinson and Travis me. Etienne both being healthy gives Trevor Lawrence a running game, some threats out of the backfield that can open up his threats on the outside. And I think he has some playmakers out there. I don't know if they're going to be great, but he's got some playmakers out there. Christian Kirk, eh, he's out there. He's, he's definitely out there as long as he stays healthy. I'm excited to see this team play. I think they'll be frisky. I think they'll be a six-win, seven-win team for Jacksonville. That's a step up in the world. So I'm fucking the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Dangles, are we both killing Houston? Yeah, I think I have to. I mean, uh, as as good of things as I'm hearing about Derek Stingley out of uh, out of camp, there's still so many holes on this team, and I just I can't I, I have not seen enough good. I've seen some mediocre and some keep us maybe in a game or two, but Davis Mills is not a long-term solution at quarterback, I don't think, and as long as that's what it's yeah. going to be. And as long as that's what it's going to be in, in, in Houston, I, I'm going to have a tough time. I'm going to have a tough time getting behind it. We all know how well that organization is run by Nick Casario. So, um, Fantastically run organization. I'm killing Houston for two words and two words only, Lovey Smith, but that is it for the <laughs> AFC South. Coming up next are the two good divisions in the AFC. It's time to talk about the AFC North, but first, a word from our friend, at BetterHelp. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, This is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with a pro tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Dangles, it's the home of the defending AFC champions. It's the AFC North. Time to marry, fuck, kill this division. You got Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, year three, baby. Jamar Chase at year two. So much fun on that offense. 
Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Seemingly unknown whether he's going to sign an extension with uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Could be a, a final year in Baltimore for Lamar. Let's go out on a high, my guy. And then you got Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. Will they be an afterthought with that defense? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then finally, the Cleveland Browns, who at this point, in our conversation, I'm going to assume Deshaun Watson is not playing this season. And it's mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett's team. Dangles, who are you marrying out of the AFC North? Got to be the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know how you go anywhere else. This they are a complete team. They have done it. I know that's the easy chalky pick, but you looking at looking at this division, I don't really have much else to say. This team is stacked. They have playmakers at every single position. Sure, you lose CJ Uzama. They'll figure out. They'll have to figure out the tight end situation. But everybody else from that Super Bowl team, ostensibly, is on their way back. And yeah, I mean, Burrow to Chase, Joe Mixon. What else do you got to say? I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals here. Um, they add Hayden Hurst, the tight end. I love it. Dangles, I uh, I've been on this team all off season. And they might be my favorite in the AFC, other than a team we're going to talk about in the next division. I am hugely in on the Baltimore Ravens this mm. season. I am marrying the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, do I think Lamar can you take you to a Super Ravens. Bowl? It, do, do, you know, there's all that conversation of can Lamar actually take you to a Super Bowl? Mm. Will that offense ever win a Super Bowl? I don't care. That offense wins regular season games. And that team was bereft with injuries last year, much like the Tennessee Titans were. Tennessee Titans succeeded. Ravens did not. But if that team can stay healthy, that offensive line in particular can stay healthy, those tackles are some of the best in football. And I'm very excited to see J.K. Dobbins back in action after that being taken away from us last year. I think the offense is going to be on fire. I know the wide receivers are gone. They traded away Hollywood Brown, thank goodness, to the Arizona Cardinals. But I like Rashad Bateman. I love Mark. Mark Andrews, and I love Lamar Jackson. I put all my trust in Lamar Jackson. Speaking of good coaches, Harbaugh is a great one. That defense is always going to be a lot of fun and ferocious. Special teams is always on point with that team. Justin Tucker, now the highest-paid kicker in the history of kickers. Congratulations, my guy. I'm in on Baltimore also because they're playing the schedule they're playing. They, they, got, they finished third place in that division, so they get a third-place schedule. They're playing a bunch of puppies. I just think they're going to be better than those teams, and Cincinnati's going to have to play that first-place schedule. So I'm marrying the Baltimore Ravens. Thank you for coming, Cincinnati. Dangles, who are you taking home? I think it's got to be the Ravens uh, for all the reasons you just said. There's a lot There's a lot of upside to this team. I like Rashad Bateman a lot, too. Mark Andrews is a top-five tight end in the NFL. Um, Lamar Jackson is, is, is always going to give you a chance to win a football game if he's healthy and out on the field, and even better chance probably if he is handsomely compensated as he, as he deserves to be. I'm sure they will work out a deal. Baltimore would be stupid to, to let him walk away. You can't. This is guy is a once-in-a-generation quarterback who, you know, with the right pieces around him, I think could bring you to the promised land or at least pretty damn close to it. Even though that's he was not, an MVP that's, on a rookie deal. Like that's rare. That's to huge. Be an MVP on a rookie deal. That's absolutely huge. So, I, you know, a lot to like about Baltimore. A lot of pieces coming back. The the injury uh, uh, thing last year is you know is a point well taken. But yeah, I really like the Baltimore Ravens. And just looking at these other two teams, I cannot bring myself to a point where I am saying that I'm that high on the Steelers or that high on the Browns at this point in time to be more confident about their chances of success in that division than the Baltimore Ravens. So I will be taking the Baltimore and, Ravens home. And that's why I'm fucking the Bengals. The Bengals are so much fun. I just like the Ravens a little bit better, which is why I'm marrying I, them. I the get Bengals that. Are you got to so have a feeling, fun. right? You got to have a little, sometimes you got to have a feeling. Nobody ever won I, by going all chalk. I think both of them are in the playoffs or at least fighting for the playoffs. Could As be. for who we're killing, 
Dangles, that Cleveland team is so well put together other than the people running the organization. Like, what they did at the quarterback <laughs> How position. How much does that matter? <laughs> what, what, what they did at the quarterback position really ruined the chances for this team to be effing awesome. Because the, everywhere else, it's solid. The O-line, the running backs, the wide receivers, the defense is effing awesome. And the coach, I really love Stefanski and how he attacks the game. But now this whole situation has unfolded the way it has, and they are stuck with Jacoby Brissett for the majority, if not all, of this year. And we love Jacoby. We just know he's a backup, and I don't think he has enough to make the playoffs. However, that team is too good for me to kill. I cannot believe Mitch Trubisky is a starting quarterback in the year of yeah. our Lord 2022. Yeah. I cannot I believe either. it, Dangles. I cannot believe it. And I get to watch it again. And I, the man, you remember me last year, how high I was on that Pittsburgh team yes, and how I bet them I to do. make the playoffs and how I rode that fucking golden goose all the way to the finish line. I was there. I was in the trenches with the Pittsburgh faithful. But now... I don't care how good that defense is. That team is gone. Najee Harris, who is awesome, had one of the worst yards per average rushing attack in the NFL last year, and that offensive line may have gotten worse. The quarterback certainly got worse. I, Deontay Johnson, the only wide receiver from that draft class that has not gotten a new contract that has been producing, that's going to all explode into a million pieces, Dangles, this season under Mitch Trubisky and small hands Kenny Pickett. I am out <laughs> on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I cannot wait to bet against them every Sunday this year. Dangles, who are you killing? When the biggest question mark on your team is the most important position on your team as well, how do you? Uh, I don't know how. I, I don't know how you feel good about that. I, I think I have to kill the Steelers too for that reason. Mitch Trubisky is not a starting I thought, quarterback. I thought you were going. I thought you were going league. with the Browns. No, I mean that. you know, and I'm probably biased a little bit to Jacoby Brissett because I've seen him and he's won with my team. Um, and he had no help in Miami, and he did he did yeah. the best he could, and he had very little help in in Indianapolis. And I actually seem to recall he did okay in Indianapolis for at least the first part of his time there. I think there. he deserves to be in the league for sure. Yeah, absolutely, Mitch Trubisky. Like, though, he's not, Jacoby Brissett's he's not a also Gary Gilbert. Not a first round pick that a team traded up to get. So he yeah. doesn't have those same kind of expectations. Mitch Trubisky came in. This is a guy, if you're taking a dude at that, <laughs> if you're trading up to get him at two like that, like the Bears did, he better be the future of your franchise. And here we are, He's what, so four or five years after he got drafted? I forget what year it was. 2016, 2007, something like that. And he's been on his third team. On his third team. In yeah. like four years, that is the absolute worst case scenario. This is like, like puts him in Josh Rosen territory. So I mean, we I can't. I, I've heard stuff out of camp that Mason Rudolph has looked the best in training camp. That's and terrifying. That's exactly. terrifying to me <laughs> yeah, if I'm case, a Steelers fan. Awful. The one bright side for the Steelers that I have seen at least is I've been I've been seeing a lot of tweets of plays that George Pickens is making in the yes. end zone on yep. Twitter. Toe tap catches, you know, jump stretch catch kind of thing where he's just yep. getting an inch or two over the receiver. So, you know, he might be a, he might be a dude out there for the Steelers. So maybe a bright side for those of you who wave the terrible towels. But otherwise, oh boy, this is going to be rough. This is going to be rough. Hey, I wanted Pickens on the Packers. I'm mad we didn't draft him. Maybe Christian Watson will be as good, but Pickens I knew was going to be a baller. Of course, he went to Pittsburgh. That just grows wide receivers all the time <laughs> out there. But that's the end of the AFC North. Now it's time to talk about the big kahuna. It's the AFC West, and that's coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gambler. Dangles, every four years we have a World Cup. We're getting one in November. For whatever reason, it's in November. Um, 
and every year the the groups come out what country is playing what other country what group is england and spain and all these other great uh, great countries where are they playing and always it works out that one of the groups is so much harder than the other groups and they call that the group of death mm-hmm. this year the group of death in the nfl is the afc west all four of these teams dangles truthfully could win the super bowl in my opinion if the if the if the chips fall where they may but it is our job on this podcast to decide who we're marrying who we're fucking and who we're killing and this might be the toughest one we've ever done so dangles i'm gonna lay it up to you my friend out of these four teams the raiders the chargers the chiefs and the broncos who you marrying I hate that I have to kill somebody here at some point. I'm just not looking forward to yeah. uh, killing someone here. Um, Tony, go Chargers, go. How do yeah. you not love <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers this year? I mean, you know, obviously the big addition in the offseason is Khalil Mack, right? And he's a game changer you've already got a great pass rusher in Joey Bosa on that team you've got a great uh, a great anchor to your secondary in Durant Derwin James who yes I know they're trying to work out a contract with him right now I think that I think they'll get that done and then you add Khalil Mack to anchor that linebacking core with Kenneth Murray who's a former for uh, for a first round pick you got Asante Samuel in that uh, in that secondary in the addition of JC Jackson Mr. INT himself this team is going to be good, and we all know how good their offense is. We, I don't have to, I'm not going to sit here and talk about why I think Justin Herbert's a good quarterback. If you don't think Justin Herbert's a good quarterback, or if you need someone to explain that to you, you haven't been watching football for the last three years. This guy can win a Super Bowl. I believe he will win a Super Bowl in his time in the NFL. I am all in on Brandon Staley and Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa and Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and the go charges, go bolts, go. Just kick a couple of fucking field goals for me, please. But Dangles, <laughs> if I know you can see this right now, and I know the, the fans watching on News Channel 9 can see this, but what color? For the listeners at home, what color is my shirt that I'm you wearing? You do right have now? a nice powder blue, not too Hell yeah. far off from the powder blue of the Chargers home home kits. Purposeful. This is a purposeful wearing of the V-neck powder blue shirt because I am also marrying the Los Angeles Chargers. I am very hesitant to know what will happen when it comes to fourth downs and regular season games, but hey, I am all in on this defense, what they've done in free agency. The D-line additions, not only Khalil Mack, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Austin Jackson to run the D-tackles, run-stuffing people that they needed in there. They needed bodies, and they went out and got bodies. They spent money knowing that Justin Herbert is on a rookie deal, and eventually, very soon, that rookie deal will come up. Spend the money now. That's what these smart teams do, and they have. They have the offense. They have the O-line and now they have the defensive pieces to get them there. I understand we're betting on the Chargers who have every single year fucked this up. Ever since Phil Rivers and LaDainian Thomas have been there they've screwed this up but they've also made playoff runs. They've also gone like 13-3 and three some years. And they can and hang like 50 points on you. This is one you. of those years. Yeah. That was the problem last year. They could hang 50 but they also gave up 50. Now yeah. I think they will have the defense to match that offense. I am so excited for the Los Angeles Chargers. No one will care in the city that we live in but me and you, Dangles, and that's okay. Let's go, Chargers. We're both marrying them. Dangles, three teams left. Who are you going to bed with? Yeah, I mean, you can't leave Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs off this list, so I think I got to take them to the – I mean, again, it's it's Pat Mahomes. I, another guy, I'm, if you haven't – if you don't – if you haven't – 
and watching football, he's really, really good. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if you know that, but Patrick Mahomes is. Didn't really, you really rank good. him and, like twenty seventh on last year's <laughs> no, QB rankings? I did not. I had him lower uh, than I think y'all would have liked, and maybe lower than some people would agree with. But uh, I stand by my ranking of Patrick Mahomes. Um, and look, I know all the conversation is about what does this team look like without Tyreek Hill? What does his offense look like, Tyreek Hill? How do you replace a guy like? And the answer is you don't. You can't. There is no yeah. way to replace a guy like Tyreek Hill. I will say. Sky Moore is a pretty good uh, a substitute. I know they already have McCall Hardman, but he hasn't really shown, at least to me, that he can he, like he be stinks, that second, that that next level dude. I've seen some good stuff. To be talking about, you know, good video. I'm seeing out of camp. I've seen some good stuff from Sky Moore as well. They're going to use him a lot. They're going to, you know, run him across the field. Um, uh, try and do a lot of, I imagine, a lot of crossing routes. Stretch that defense. Um, Pat Mahomes is is going to do Pat Mahomes things. They still have the best tight end of the game in Travis Kelsey. I think the thing that prevents me from marrying them in this case is that defense, we still know that they can be exposed and, and, and not much has changed as far as, as far as I know on that defense, but I've also had a kid for the last three months. So I haven't exactly been watching the chiefs everyday <laughs> roster moves. Um, but I, I can say that I feel confident this team is well coached. Eric B Get ready race fans because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.